Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Nobody ever listens to me. I said no Italians on the show today. Didn't you hear me? <laughs> that was last week. Right? That was last week. Yeah. Or something like that. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Sansevier Sports brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyers seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That's minnesotapersonalinjury.com. So, Sanny, yes, sir. we can talk sports, but it ain't going to be good. Well, let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. What is worse? Would you rather have a coach who's a horseshit coach or a coach who chokes? Because Kevin O'Connell is one or the other. There's no doubt about it. You're right. Horseshit or he choked in overtime to call back-to-back plays. And it's not even the play. I mean, it works for the Eagles, the stupid, you know, they call it tush-push, ass-crash, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. But – it does. It works for them because they've got a great center in Jason Kelsey, and they put big guys to shove Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. You've got the tiniest center in the league, and you put the smallest player on the team, Brandon yep. Powell, 5'7", 110 pounds. Well, maybe a few more pounds on that. But he's the guy pushing. How yep. stupid is that? And you do it twice because you thought you got it the first time, and you panic too much to call a different play. And you got Ty Chandler, who's averaging six yards a carry. Right. Great game. Give him the ball. I know. There's no question. about Bob, it was just unbelievable. I think, well, he showed it today. Kevin O'Connell showed me he's got nothing. I'm sorry. And you know what? Also, if you're going to do a play like that, how about putting in your backup quarterback who can run? Mm -hmm. Right? Who actually can do something like that. I mean, Nick Mullins, not exactly a great guy with wheels or have that push, but the whole Brandon Powell thing makes no sense. You've got, you know, Josh Oliver. You could put him there. You could put your C.J. Ham, your fullback, to shove him. Get one of the big defensive linemen to give him a push. I, I don't get it. Why would you have a play? to? And when they're practicing, didn't another coach or some player say, uh, Coach, you know, Brandon Powell's only 5'7", 160 pounds or whatever he is. Right. It made zero sense, and they they deserve to. And by the way, let's back off of oh, we got to give we got to give our defensive coordinator a lot of my Brian Flores. We better make him the highest paid assistant coach Terrible. because we can't lose him. You were up seventeen to three, and mm-hmm. his defense is what frittered away that lead. Uh, even though you know, in fairness, after that double tush push, they there was no way that they were not going to get a field goal. They had 20, 25 yards to cover. They covered right. much more than right. that. Pathetic. Bob, I'm just telling you flat out that this team just doesn't have it again. I don't know why that, you know, we're, we got the Twins giving up five uh, people, not picking up anybody. They're going to be terrible next year. I don't know, unless they can make some fantastic moves we don't know about. You got the Vikings, who still don't have it, gave up 24 points in the fourth quarter and the ex- extra frame. 24 points, three straight touchdowns, as a matter of fact. How bad are you? 
killer instinct, killer. No killer instinct. <laughs> we talked about it early in the year. Put you got your foot on their throat, crushed their windpipe. They didn't. And this guy, you know, again, it's off of this game. And there's other games, too. But you hired a guy. He's young. They thought he'd be exciting. He was not the play caller with the Rams when they won the Super Bowl. That was no. Sean McVay. Right. Yes, he was the offensive coordinator. But this is, the, this is the price they pay. And it's a steep one. Bob, they don't have an offense or a defense. And their special teams aren't that great either. They're okay. I, I got to be honest. I'm surprised. that and I will say Flores, up until this fourth quarter in overtime, did do a marvel with that mm-hmm. defense because there's not mm-hmm. a lot of talent there. Mm-hmm. But when they needed to do it, now they're still in the playoff hunt. You know, they're the sixth seed right now right. because the rest of the NFC sucks other than the top teams. Yeah, that's it. There's one good team in the NFC. I think you're absolutely right about that. But I did watch the whole game yesterday, Bob. Skipped two games. Wow. They sucked in both those games. I watched the entire game on Saturday. Well, it was a nationally televised game. Yes. You must have been feeling pretty good going into the fourth quarter with that oh, 73 lead. Thought it was a lock. 17-3 lead. You got one quarter to go. You'd have to give up at least 24 points to lose this. <laughs> well, God, and then suck. Jake Browning, who it's well known he was on the practice squad with the under Zimmer, right. you know, a, a few, couple of years. Then they cut him, right? And they tell him, stay at your hotel room. We're going to call you. He said he waited hours. Then his agent called and told him they ain't calling. And he said it's the his words, the shittiest he's ever been treated. And he's been with a lot of teams where, you know, that could have treated him worse. But they were the franchise treated him horribly. Yeah, he, you know, I don't know that that's what motivates you, but he a win like that feels extra special when you, you, you know, you pull it off. How do you give up three straight touchdowns, Bob, on a team that hadn't scored a touchdown in the first three quarters? All right. Here's what you here's the other question to ask. Jamar Chase wasn't in there for all this mm-hmm. yet. OK, he's out. Who's the next best wide receiver on that team? T Higgins. Did they f- decide to c- cover him? He made. I mean, the play he made that touchdown catch he made was phenomenal. Yeah, it but was. You, gotta, you you should have had an easier time without Jamar Chase out there and without Joe Burrow out there, and you still lost. And, again, you had Ty Chandler. Why are you wasting time on a quarterback sneak or a tush-push or the ass smash? Chandler did look great in that game, by the way. He he played a damn game. Well, he was over 100 yards, wasn't he? Oh, God, a lot more. Yeah, well over. Yeah, now, well over, yeah. Also, Tom, I uh, I used the line a few weeks ago on about Dobbs. Got to go back to the Godfather, Alexander Madison. You won't see him no more. (laughs) (laughs) He's done. I mean, he'll come in occasionally, but they better transition to Chandler. And if they don't, it tells you even more about this coaching staff. I just, it's shocked the hell out of me how you can give up that many points in one quarter and then you go for it on third and fourth down and you lost a half a yard on fourth down. Because he's fumbled the ball. Your quarterback. Yeah, he fumbled the ball. Exactly. You oh, got to have somebody who, I mean, if it's not the other quarterback, then put some beast there to get the ball. You know, exactly. one of your big guys who've handled it. Where was Hawkinson? Why was he not being the one pushing? Or yeah. let him take the yeah. snap? It's just, it's maddening, Tom. Maddening, I tell you. It is maddening, Bob. What are we going to do? What are you going to And then you got these phony cowboys yesterday. They got their ass shredded by the Buffalo Bills. You know, it, it is other than the Niners because the Eagles, the Eagles have, have lost a few games in a row. They could lose it. I don't know if they'll lose to Seattle tonight. They might, 
but it's there's one there's one good team in the NFC and there's one very good team in the AFC. It's Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Chiefs still need to figure out their receiving core. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Absolutely. I, I just, Bob, it's been my whole life, and it just uh, are the Vikings ever going to be good ever? Uh, probably not in your lifetime, my lifetime, or the lifetimes of our great, great, great grandchildren. <laughs> Never going to happen. Huh? Maybe that, you know, maybe in 21, uh, you know, when we get to, uh, what are we here? 2020, maybe in the 21 to 2200s. Yeah, maybe. That's but possible. then it'll be AI generated teams. Maybe then they could do it. You got any good sports news, Bob? Anything good happen? Well, you could Rick Carlisle, uh, Called the Vikings one of the. This is an interesting quote, and I'm sure that uh, Tevin, AJ, and Brittany have heard it. One of the best teams on the planet. Oh, now, God. if he said it was the best team on the planet, that would be praise. One of the best teams on the planet. What out of 15, out of 30, out of 10? What does that mean? Yeah. I mean, if you're in the NBA, you should be one of the best teams on the planet. Out of all Just the football being in teams the league. on the planet, yeah. Comparing to that's like Can- the Canadian teams are roped in there. Yes. I'm, I'm sure yeah. he was including Girl Scout Troop 54's <laughs> yes. football team or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure that's Beatrice the case. at quarterback. Yes, yeah. it's actually a slap. Oh. You know, it's a backhanded slap. One of the best teams on the planet. Yeah, yeah, they should be. They're in the NBA, but again, <laughs> they are playing well and they're well, tied for the best record in the NBA. But again, it's early in the season. Let's see what happens when it comes to playoff time. Ooh, That's what you think. With, well, they should win. They should be mm-hmm. facing a bad team then. But well, I thought it was a good team. Happen. If they're in the NBA, they should be one of the best teams on the planet, right? Yeah. But you know what they wind up doing? Because uh, Draymond Green is out indefinitely. They'll wind up drawing Golden State in the first round, and Green will be back. Ooh. And then, you know, you'll have uh, Steph Curry – and Clay Thompson be launching those threes and knocking them down, and then they'll wind up losing in the first round. And then Draymond's just going to, like, stab Rudy Gobert. <laughs> yeah. He choked him out last time. He'll stab him. <laughs> totally unprovoked. Just like, I hate the French so much. And then, boom. <laughs> well, then, you know what? He gets some sympathy because a lot of people hate the French. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of negative. What's that? My goodness. All right. Anything else big news in uh, sports? Well, I just the uh, – St. Thomas played Marquette, seventh-ranked team in the country. Mm-hmm. They took them down to the wire, lost by five. I mean, that's pretty good for a team that was a D3 school Yeah, just a few years ago. That's so, true. And your gopher is getting ready for the big December 26th tilt in Detroit. Ooh. Ooh, in Detroit. Ooh, let's rush over there, shall we? Oh, those poor kids. What a Can't joke. Be. It is a joke. Isn't it like the bowling pin bowl or something? What's the name of it? The I have to keep. I have to stop. I want to call it the quick lube bowl. It's the quick lane bowl. Quick lane bowl. Okay. Yeah. So Wasn't quick, there a quick, quick lube lane? company too? At yeah. One point? Yeah. There, absolutely. There was. I know. Was Jiffy Lube? Lube. Yeah. Maybe I confused that. No, there's quick lube too. There was a quick lube. Okay. No question about it. So what's quick lane? What is that? Is that a grocery store? Oh, I think it's a lube place, isn't it? Well, that's a lube place too. AJ, I, got it. I think. I think it's. I think I can tell you this without looking it up. I'm pretty sure it's like a. Like an auto parts company. Oh, okay. Okay. Where you can get oil. Yes. All right. Makes perfect sense. Perfect right. sense. Well, Bob, we're going to just weep all day long about the horrible football team we have. Well, it's, you know, it, it, it didn't. Let me ask this. It happened Saturday. Did it soften mm-hmm. it having that day between? You still, because it, what's frustrating, if I, if I were a Viking fan, and I'm not because I covered the team and I, I just could not root for them. 
mm-hmm. I would be really upset, not with the team, with my coach. And I'm not saying fire him. There's people out there, fire Kevin. Kevin They're not going to do that. You're getting pretty close, though, because he's not done a good job. But that was, I mean, can you, I, I cannot recall a two-play, back-to-back sequence of plays in the history of this team covering it since 1984, the Les Steckel era. E-R-R-O-R, as I point out. I don't remember back-to-back plays that bad. I agree. No, you're absolutely right. It's, and again, you know, the other three people on the show in a different, you know, generation, basically, this has been the kind of suffering that I've been through for the past 63 years. Enough already. But here's where there's a slight difference. Other than Steckel, you did not have inept coaching. Saturday was inept coaching. No question, Bob. To, to give that many points up in the finals, final tilt, are you kidding me? They did nothing right in the fourth quarter. But nothing. It's how you did it. Yeah. yeah. After were, the third and one, I mean, he, he did. He panicked. There's no other way to look at it. He panicked. Yep. There were a so lot he, of prayers that were answered watching the game. There was a couple throws where Jake Browning just dropped back and absolutely just threw a wobbly duck up in the air that it was a 50-50 ball that they came down with. Like, the defense, I mean, yeah, not a great look giving up 24 points, but it wasn't the most egregious thing to give up 24 points to a Bengals team whose offense, a Bengals team whose offense coming into the season with Joe Burrow was looked at as one of the most prolific potential offenses. And they didn't have Jamar Chase, the two guys that made it. But then also our defense has been overperforming all year because we don't have the talent requisite of a top defense. So we're not expecting them to do much. I feel you can't have it both ways where you say this defense doesn't have the talent, but then <gasps> how did they give up so many points to a Cincinnati Bengals team that has a lot of talent and firepower, even outside of Jamar Chase on their offense. Devin, That's we're going to drop you into the, I make excuses. When the it's not, it's not excuses. I think it's, you got to be realistic when you see everything in totality of what's happened this year. Well, the one, okay, the let one, let me bad. ask you a question. Oh, go ahead. Yep. Very quick question. Three touchdowns in a row is not inept. No, it's it's not great, but also like it's not it's not great, but also to say that we're just going to have another game where we don't give up a touchdown is very unrealistic as well. I'm not talking about not giving up a touchdown. They give up three in a row. That's impossible. It's not the the first time it's happened in the NFL. I mean, there's teams that have given up 70 points this year. So, I mean, it's not like it's not fire everybody level of panic. It is. is. This is what we expected without a (laughs) no. With a, what but here's is. what it is. It's weep level of panic because you're going to weep that you're stuck with a coach unless unless he had an absolute – he needs to come out and say, you know, I was really off my game. I had a brain fog, and I'm trying to clear it up. Something happened to me that day, and I don't know what. I think it was maybe bad soup for lunch or breakfast. There you go. <laughs> Something happened. I mean, you cannot excuse him for those that play calling. It was abysmal. If he comes mm-hmm. out and blames that play calling on soup, I think I need him fired. <laughs> <laughs> well, Are you kidding me? It's a possibility. You know what's one thing that's great about this, Bob? What? The the younger generation still has all this hope. That's Good exactly right. Yes, Good luck so it's not hope. So it's just I'm not going to say the house is on fire after one game when like this season nobody expected us to win the Super Bowl anyway. One game, you're seven and seven. And by the way, Tom. Right. When he gets the BRH, those rat bastards been doing this to me my entire Guaranteed. life. Guaranteed he'll be right there where we are. Because you were like that when you were young, right? And no doubt away. about it. The Vikings were untouchable. They were the kings of the universe. No question. But at least you had a good coach in Bud Grant. Yeah. 
I didn't care for it too much when he gave the ball to Brent McClanahan instead of Chuck Foreman. That but other than that, that one, okay, at least that was just one play. It wasn't back-to-back plays. True. That True. was one of the okay in terms of the stage, maybe the most boneheaded play the Vikings have ever had. You know what I love? We have the Twins two World Series that you're about. In basketball, we have to go all the way back to the Minneapolis Lakers. <laughs> to George Mikan. <laughs> well, he had the links. It's been a while. Oh, the links. Yeah, I forgot about that. No, they were good. All right. All right. No, I'm not saying that they're not. I don't know why you said you no, know, they're good. It all works hey, out. All right, you know end. what I'm curious very quickly, I'm curious about this because I saw there's a new bar that opened in town that is based around <laughs> women's sports. I hope they do well. Apparently, they got one in Oregon that does well. But, you know, it's not like a bunch of guys are going to say, let's go and watch the, you know, whatever game. Where is it? It's in, uh, is it the Seward neighborhood? It used to be a bar. uh, There was a bar there before, and now it's taken over, and it's... um, AJ, just type in women's bar Minneapolis. I, I've mind. sort of heard about this. I don't know too much info, but from my understanding, they're exclusively like on TVs only playing women's yeah, sports, right? I, I hope they do well. I do too. Yeah, it was but where Tracy's Saloon was on Franklin Avenue. Well, so it is in Seward then. Yep. Most likely. Open in, uh, yeah, it was, that was the neighborhood. Is it a bar of their own? Is that? That's it. Yep. A bar of their own? It's a long name. Yeah, like a league of their own? Yeah, exactly. Bar of their own. Kind of leaves people out, doesn't it? I mean, I'm kind of hurt that I'm not invited. But uh, I mean, yeah. you're invited. You're just going to have to watch women's basketball. Oh, so you do get invited just yeah, watching women's a, basketball. Like women's men hockey. can't get in. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's soccer. open yet. No, it opens in the spring of 2024. Oh, okay. Excellent. Do they have any teams to root for? Is anybody doing any, any anything? The Lynx doing well? I mean, yeah, during basketball season, that'll probably be their busiest because, I mean, women's yeah. college basketball has definitely spiked as far as national interest goes. And locally, we have a good Lynx team, usually. Um, I mean, summer might be a little tough. If you're watching yeah. softball soccer. and soccer. A lot of but, women's soccer. Yeah. Which aren't No doubt about it. All right, Bob, is that the entire report for the day? That could do it for now. I think it's magnificent. I like the fact that you and I, Sad and moped, and everybody else has hope. So good for them. And I mean, that's also good for you. You have hope. That's good. Bob and got, I have no hope. We've been through it. That's a good way to put it, Tom. You got hope and you got mope. I would say less hope and more just uh, calm and realistic. We are calm, calm, we are and, calm realistic. and realistic. Your coach screwed it over. Okay, tell me, what is he then, Tevin? Was Can, he is he a horseshit coach or did he choke? He had one bad. He had one bad moment. But I would say when you look at overall what he has done with, we can't sit here and praise him for, you know, Josh Dobbs. You see what Kevin O'Connell did? Oh, my gosh, it's miraculous. And now all of a sudden he's the worst coach ever. It's kind of, I feel like, too big. It was too no big, praising him, for Josh big. Dobbs. Josh Dobbs was oh, running we'll to, the we'll offense rewind without the tape. his input. Well, when he was, Kevin O'Connell was in his headset. Kevin O'Connell took credit for being in his headset. No, we don't know. This kid was freelancing in the first couple of games. If you let it continue, he might still be doing well. Yeah. He got put into a structure that did not work for him. Face it, Tim, and your coach was a dimwit on Saturday. He, he made a bad call, but uh, we'll, we'll see how he goes the rest of the week, I guess. The rest of the week? Yeah, the rest of the, the, rest of the up to this week, next week. Yeah, the rest of the weeks, we'll see. Oh, the rest they of the still season. have more games? Yeah. That kind of just tuned him out completely. <laughs> I didn't even realize it. I don't, like I said, I'm still a Viking fan. It just pisses me off. 
You have to understand something, Tevin. After you've been through this your entire life since you were nine years old, well, football is only 15 years old. I am sick to death of this team failing every single year. Every year they fall apart. And it's getting old after, you know, 58 years. If Kirk Cousins wouldn't have tore his Achilles, we would probably be 10 and four right now, and none of this would really even oh, be. Oh, no, the they'd be, point. yeah, they'd be the best team in football. You I mean, we wouldn't have, we, if we had Kirk Cousins yesterday, we probably would have won. We would have most likely beat the Broncos with Kirk Cousins. And then what was the mm-hmm. we, Bears where we lost 3 0? Yep. Oh, Kirk Cousins probably would have won that game. Oh, I mean, we, we did it with Josh Dobbs. Like, I think that's yeah. more than ex- sure. like we could expect to have happened would be about 10 and four and everybody would be, this is the greatest ever. You know what? I might reach out to the Hubbards and say, I've just decided 2024, no more sports on the Tom Bernard morning show. Forget it. I'm done suffering. What do you think? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why the heck not? Now, Tom. Okay. Here, I'll leave with this. The, if I, if I performed, the way Kevin O'Connell did, and you asked me, your question is, Bob, tell us about the stores. Uh, uh, huh? <laughs> that was him. That was him play calling in that You're sequence. Right. Bob, right. I just having you on the show brings joy to our hearts in, in pre-Christmas week. That's all we have to say to you. Oh, not Brittany, though. I'm not on the Brittany's fence. Part. No question about it. Yeah, but I, you also I, have like to realize the- something. There are two guys in one generation and three people in the other generation. And throughout history, generations have never agreed on anything. So it's kind of natural. I think think that uh, AJ has more of an aged opinion like we do, even though he's a young guy. I think he understands that this is not going to get better. Kevin, he's still young and, you know, impressionable. I'm I'm expecting them to not make the playoffs. No. But then they're not also not going to have like a top ten draft pick, so it's going to okay. be a repeat AJ. next year. And yeah, they could lose out and still make the playoffs in that conference. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it is true. Uh, what happened to the NFL? For God's sake, about ninety percent of the teams are horrible. A lot of parity. A lot of quarterbacks getting hurt. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, that's there's like point. twelve of them that have gone down. Yeah, twelve really? It's been it a, lot. a lot, but I didn't know it was twelve. At least. All right, Bob, get the hell off the show. You're nothing but stirring the pot. See you later. Thank you, Sandy. Always a pleasure, sir. Bob Sansevier Sports brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyers seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at Minnesota Personal Injury. That is Minnesota Personal Injury. We'll take a break and come back and try to figure out what else sucks in your life right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? 
North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I've gotten a lot of uh, messages from listeners um, wondering, and you you have to answer this correctly, uh, wondering how many people got hammered at the Hubbard Christmas party? I think quite a few, right? I mean, I don't think anybody got like bad drunk, but there was like an after bar kind of situation. That seemed like a vibe that people went. I mean, I I went home because my mom was watching Go-Go at my sister's house. So I was so excited to sleep in. Oh, yeah. But I think everyone got, you know, a little, a little tipsy. I, I don't think anybody got like belligerent. It was like mm-hmm. that... The, you know, they, you loosened the belt up a little bit. You know, everybody got a little loosey-goosey. Right. I wouldn't say it was bad. It was just, you know, more more casual, nice. less professional feeling, which I think is good for a holiday party. Yeah. No, I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, I don't think Hubbard's would tolerate somebody getting drunk at their Christmas party. I don't see that happening. People were asking about you, Tom. They thought you were there. I was going to be there, but I couldn't be there. I was too busy being in a tropical storm for three days where I couldn't move. It was wonderful. That sounds delightful as well. Oh, it was a thrill. There's no question about it. No, no doubt about that. Just gets you in the holiday but, spirit. Yeah, you, know, you get locked in. 
All right. Um, you two might have to rush to Brittany's house and give her mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. This is not a headline you that I made. Up. Sure. Oh, so she's picking hairs of AJ's beard out of her mouth. <laughs> oh, that's cold. I'm a prize. What? I'm a prize. They like they don't want to give me mouth to mouth, and I got they were like disgusted. No, and out like, of I respect, get, like, I would none give of us should kiss. Yeah. But like, come on. What are you talking about? No, oh, no, they acted disgusted. Like I'm not disgusted. Wait, let I me let me find that. my keys quick. Where'd they where'd they go? Thank Don't worry, Britt. You're, you're quite fetching. <laughs> what is that thing on your finger? Oh, it's like coffee cup. It has a What's the ring. coffee cup? Oh, you put the and you get a ring on your finger. Look how cute that is. Okay, well, here's the headline. So Taylor Swift and her fans were booed at a Kansas City Chiefs football game, and it has sparked a whole lot of discourse. Boo, Taylor Swift. What do you think of that? Of course she was. She was a opposing team's girlfriend. Like, wasn't it a home game? It was a home no? They were game. they were at Gillette were they, oh, in they Boston. Were. Yeah. Either way, she's getting booed. I think the honeymoon phase is officially over because rumor has it she's responsible for getting Al Michaels fired because one day he was asked about her and he was like, "I'm not." Well, hold on. What was the exact quote? He said, "I don't know, paying it." She was a sideshow and that he's not a uh, Hollywood reporter. So he's She's not, not talking out about there Taylor getting Swift. people fired. She's they, not like get him fired. No, they think the Swifty backlash led to them saying they want new new As voices. A Swiftie, didn't even know he said that. Promise you, we're well. Not are you even a Swifty with... then? Hmm? Are you even a Swifty then? Yeah. I think that well, if you know football, and you know Boston, I don't think it's shocking that they booed. Travis Kelsey's girl. I mean, they boo all the time. Girlfriends or significant others of. She could be Jesus Christ, and they would they would still boo her. In she was wearing Chiefs clothes. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's shocking. I think the bigger story here is that she has attended every single game, except for the one where the Chiefs came to Minneapolis to that's face right. them. Like, she's going to Green Bay, Wisconsin. She's going to Foxborough, Massachusetts. She skips on Minneapolis, you, Minnesota yeah. because she you hates. Know. She, she had her show at U.S. Bank. The acoustics were terrible. She hates the building. She hates Minnesota. Also, when she was flashed on screen, it said that she has a quote where she says Gillette Stadium, which is where the Patriots play, is the most joyful place on earth. So she was giving them a compliment, and they still booed her. I because, think it's because they hate Taylor you Swift. You guys are taking personally. everything out of context. She said that. She's, they've got a giant picture of her when she performed at Gillette Stadium. She, like, lo- she said that because of the performing there. Also, on top of it, a lot of times she doesn't go to things because of her tour schedule. She's done until February, and don't let me remind you where, because I don't want to hear about... Vin Diesel? (laughs) (laughs) So, she'll be in Tokyo. So, Tom, some of these things are just... Just let her let her attend her boyfriend's football game. Just I didn't say anything about her not going to the game. I just said she got booed, and it does say at a Kansas City Chiefs football game, so I can understand why you thought it was in Kansas City. It was at their football game. But they yeah, it was at Gillette. It was at Gillette. And, by the way, Boston, I love Boston, and I love Philadelphia, both great towns, but Boston's nowhere near as good at booing people as Philadelphia is. Yeah. The Eagles fans once booed Santa Claus, <laughs> which I think is magnificent. They booed Santa Claus. Oh, well, no effect on you guys whatsoever.
I remember uh, you telling us the Santa booing. That's intense. Yeah, they threw they snowballs at him and everything. Yeah. They did. Yeah, they even threw snowballs at Santa Claus. So there you have it. So um, so she was booed at the uh, Kansas City football game with uh, Boston in Boston. Uh, sparked a whole lot of discourse. What do they mean? But who put that, that story up here? Um, I did. You did. So what was the whole lot of discourse? They're just people bitching on social media or something? Well, yeah, and then you'll get you know people that, yeah, were bitching on social media because you get the football fans where they're like, we don't hate Taylor Swift, but we don't need to see her just because she's sitting in the press box, right? Like you're not yeah. showing everybody that's in a press box. It's just her. And they're like, we're just tired of seeing her. And then you get the Swifty fans that'll show up at the games with signs that say like, I don't know anything about football, just here to see Taylor Swift. Or one guy flew in to whatever state he was like, flew all the way from Texas. Is Taylor Swift here type of thing? Yep. And so people like will make jokes. And so it's overall, I think just we're at the point of overexposure when it comes and, to Taylor and Swift. And that's the NFL. Like, the NFL right. has used her like a it's token to reach to reach uh, people that have never sat and watched a game. Like, and so for them, they think they're capitalizing on something, and they're making her look like she's just sitting there being like, put the camera on me. She yeah. looked kind of annoyed, you could tell, that last one, because you could just see her kind of, she smiled quick at the camera, and then was like, okay, time, time to move it. Like, let's get, let's be done. Mm-hmm. Well, don't make a, such a big deal yourself then, and then we don't have to worry about it. Well, the thing yeah. is, she's becoming an actual football fan, I feel like, because the first iterations, the first couple of weeks of this, it was like, oh, hey, you know, I'm going to cheer and blah, blah, blah. They showed a clip of her. <laughs> I think she dropped the F-bomb. <laughs> she goes, yeah. throw an F and fly, God. Yeah. <laughs> what the really? hell was that? Yeah. yeah. No. Dude, she's, I mean, like, she's, she's getting into it, and I, I respect that. And I don't know if she was a fan beforehand of like watching football, but no. yeah, it feels like she's kind of progressively learning the rules and understanding, like, hey, it's okay to come into this stadium with you know 50,000 other people and just scream at yeah. somebody else just because they're on the other team. It's okay to she verbally did, abuse they, the referee. That's yeah. totally fine. She, she did an interview for the Times People of the Year, and she said, hey, I – wasn't into football at all and i got it you know involved in this whole world and i feel like what a missed opportunity i'm having so much fun mm-hmm. i mean she's emotionally attached to this person so how much fun it is it to watch him and i can relate i didn't get into fantasy football till like eight years ago and now i'm obsessed so like we all have those things that we didn't do it's like pretty cool right um i don't know it's fun what a cheer for a boyfriend um... One of the reasons that I love Boston so much is very evident in one of the pictures that were sent over to me. It's uh, at the game mm-hmm. in Boston, Kansas City playing uh, Boston. And a guy is holding up a sign that says, Go Taylor's boyfriend. Now that's funny. You guys don't see the humor in that? Yeah, it's super funny. Yeah. I don't see anybody There's... reacting like they thought that. I think that's hilarious. In other words, I don't even know who the hell you are. Which is such a Boston thing to do. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah, I love that. Because that's good slander. I, um, like, uh, it's also funny when um, there was some of this video going viral, Tom, like a couple weeks ago. And this little girl's wearing, like, a Chiefs shirt. And her mom's like, do you like football? She's like, I love football. I love football. She goes, who's your favorite player? And I said, she goes, Taylor Swift. Like, <laughs> there you that's, go. Where, that's where we're at. Well, that she's probably a football player to that little girl. She probably thinks she's hey, she's part of the team, so she's a football player. Right? So. I guess. Is that thing going to last, or do you think this whole relationship is going to blow up in about another two weeks? I think it I might know. last. I heard that they were dating secretly 
for a while before this whole oh, okay. thing even started. And so, yeah, they, it sounds more planned out in how okay. they announced themselves to the world. He He's different than any of the men she's dated because a lot of times, well, the last one, Joe Alwyn, he was like, we have to stay away from the media. Like, we can't let the media see us. So they hit out a lot of the times. And mm-hmm. He's corny and doesn't care about the camera. And he's in the, has his, you know, has his podcast, has his eccentric clothes. He doesn't care. He will kiss her in that? front of a, what's that? Who's Joe Alwyn? Oh, it's, it was her ex. And he was like, very like, we got to keep our love secret. And, you know, like under, it was during 2020. And then he was trying to be an actor. He's in terrible movies. And I think <laughs> her fame bugged him. I think there's oh, something sure. about it was he didn't like being kind of headlined as Taylor's boyfriend. And Travis Kelsey doesn't care. He goes, he's been to two concerts. I mean, they're three and a half hours long. One of them we mm-hmm. went to in Brazil. He sings along. He's corny as all hell. And he's, I, she's so corny. It's like, they're so corny and fun. So I don't know if it's going to last, but I'll tell you this is like, they are a fun couple to watch. Yeah, And she's also the complete opposite of almost every girl that he's dated. Somebody went and put pictures of the girls he dated in his past and then her. And he was ruthless in his most recent one prior to her. Yeah, it's not. uh, I'm very surprised that they ended up together. Did you did you know about this, Brittany? No, yeah. tell me. Look, so, I mean, we'll just say his previous girlfriends are very well put together as far as uh, aesthetically looking. Well, I was going to say, this is why I think it works, because Taylor Swift is very self-sustaining, very self-driven, I feel like, especially with, you know, where she is in her career and everything mm-hmm. like that. But it sounds like Travis Kelsey and, like, the girl, the girlfriend that he had before Taylor Swift was like, I'm not paying for anything. Uh, like, yeah. you take care of your stuff, I'll take care of my stuff. We'll still date, but, like... Don't ask, please don't ask me to pay for any of your bills. Please don't ask me to do any of this, blah, blah, blah. You're going to take care of yourself. I'll take care of myself. If we eventually want to move uh, like further into the relationship, sure, maybe. But right now, you're, you got your stuff. I got my stuff. Yeah. So there was pretty strict boundaries, it sounds like. But uh, the funniest thing that I saw last week was it was reported by a news outlet that he had a very special... Wedding or uh, birthday, I should say, birthday dinner planned for those two to go to, and blah blah blah. And all the quotes, quote tweets, and stuff that I've seen were like, "Wow, that Kansas City, like Applebee's, is gonna be popping." Yeah. <laughs> and you guys are familiar with the phrase like, "Once you go black, you can't go back." Travis Kelsey went back. All his previous girlfriends were black supermodels for yes. the most part, and really? yeah, now he's dating Taylor Swift. Yeah. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. In further news this morning, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk say human population is not nearly big enough. If we had a trillion humans, we would have at any given time a thousand Mozarts. Um, yeah, we're doing, what's the world population right now? About nine billion? Uh, I think it's I more than it that, up. is it not? I thought it was right around there. I thought it was like 8.8 8 something. Yeah. I think it's 8.5 to 9, yeah. 9 billion, something like that. 8.1 billion right now. 8.1 billion. And most of them are in the West, uh, Eastern Hemisphere, correct? There's only, how many billions live in, in the Western Hemisphere? A couple billion? Then they're like six and a half billion over the Eastern Hemisphere? Yes, but we pollute everything, so it evens out. You've got 18.5% of that. Uh, this is according to a 2017 census, so you know we're a little dated here. But 18.5% of that's in China. 17.9% of that is in India. 43 in the U.S., 3.5 in Indonesia, and then it just gets smaller and smaller. So basically, 
they're polluting the living piss out of the planet and we get blamed for it. Is that what we're talking about? Yep. They do. They pollute the hell out of everything. I mean, you think Russia, China, any of those people give a rat's ass about the environment? Probably not. And even if they did, there's so many people that it doesn't, it's hard to control all that. It's true. That is it. Elon Musk was the guy that we were quoting, right? Is that he's like using Mozart as an example of essential workers. And like, I love, hey, I love a good composer, but I'm not walking around in my day to day being like, God damn, I need no more Mozarts. I'm not I'm not playing his seventh symphony on the drive to work in the morning. Well, no no offense to Mozart. I, I want to hear something a little more up to and a little somewhere I can relate to, not <laughs> piano riffs and yeah. I don't know. I used to listen to I used to listen to a lot of uh, opera on the way to work when I used hey. to drive to work in the old day. Really? Oh, I love opera. I'm a huge fan. Maybe that's because I'm Catholic. Well, I shouldn't mention I'm Catholic because we're all devils now, too. But like, apparently, apparently, they've thrown the Catholics in with the Jews. They hate us all, apparently. There you go. I, I just mean, like, your example probably should have been more like people to cure cancer. Like, and again, yeah, I love right. a good composer. Great. Mm-hmm. No, nothing wrong with Mozart. But like, I think that shows how out of touch those two guys are. It's like, yeah, like to him, they're um, thinking more people means more luxury rather than yeah. in reality. And maybe this is my viewpoint of it. And so please share if I'm wrong. But coming from these two guys that says we need more people for our giant corporations that we run so that we mm-hmm. can be more profitable. Yeah. Like uh, Amazon has a lot of workers there, mm-hmm. you know. That's my viewpoint, probably where these guys are coming from. Yeah, I'm not sure what the whole quote was when he said this, but I assume he meant just like more people that are brilliant at what they do type of thing, regardless of what field it is, and probably just use through Mozart out there. But gotcha. yeah, it is weird to go, yeah, you know, do you guys love Mozart? <laughs> you could have a thousand of him, and, but you also <laughs> get like 20,000 less talented Mozarts yeah. that are going to clog up all of the, every, you know, your route to get to Mozart. For every one Mozart, you have 20,000 serial killers. Yeah. Like, what's the ratio there? Yep. The actual quote is, uh, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, a human population not nearly big enough. We need a trillion humans. A trillion. I understand where they're coming from because then that's a trillion people that are now using Amazon and all of their products. Yeah, half of those are drivers and the other half are consumers. Yes. We need more humans. That's a message from two of the world's richest billionaires, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos and Tesla CEO Elon Musk. While the two compete in the space business, Bezos owns Blue Origin. While Musk has SpaceX, they agree on uh, certain aspects of humanity's future. I think a lot of these endeavors were very, uh, very like-minded, Bezos said on an episode of the Lex Friedman podcast earlier this week. Uh, he added, I don't really know Elon very well, but he said that he liked the idea of forming a friendship with him. Asked what he had hoped for in humanity's future in outer space. Hundreds or thousands of years from now, he replied, I would love to see, you know, a trillion human beings living in the solar system. Oh, so it wasn't just on Earth. It was in the solar system. Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. Uh, If we had a trillion humans, we would have uh, at any given time a thousand Mozarts, a thousand Einsteins. Our solar system would be full of life and intelligence and energy. You know what they always leave out? Yeah, okay, so we'd have uh, a thousand Einsteins and a thousand Mozarts, but we'd have almost a trillion absolute imbeciles who destroy the planet. Why do they not bring that part up? Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's like AJ said, like also serial killers, also. There's yeah, not right. just 
like exclusively Mozart's. There's also Brittany Arneson's just doing no take or ad, just existing. Everybody's played the lottery. Only really one person wins it, and the odds are so small. Everybody else that gets that ticket that doesn't win, that's the not like non-essential people. That's the non-Mozarts. That's the non-Einsteins. It's the ratio. I don't think. I, I don't know. It, it's a it's a weird com- or like conversation that these two were trying to start. Well, it's a good thing they cleared it up and said in the solar system, not just on Earth, because a trillion people on Earth, we the planet would last about ten minutes. So he's talking about the whole solar system, which does help. But it's a bullshit argument anyway. These are the two richest people on Earth, basically, are they not? Something like that, yeah. yeah. And yeah. if there were cool. a trillion and we had to go to other planets, who's making the money? I don't know, maybe the two guys with space programs that can yeah. shuttle yeah. everybody out yeah. there. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, this is all about money. There's no question yeah. about that. Yeah. That's funny. But like, you know what would be kind of sad? What's hmm. that? Hey, how's your radio show doing? Well, you know, it's not doing that great. We've only got 15 billion listeners. And with a trillion people in the solar system, we should have more. You can't win. It's like a one share. We got a one share with <laughs> with a billion. But with the, we've got an eighth share on that six ring of Jupiter, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It, uh, it's a ridiculous. Po- I don't understand why they even printed this story. It's a ridiculous argument. A trillion human beings in the solar system. How many years are we away from that? About 50, 100? If, um, I, I I think I will be long gone before any like attempt at going into the stratosphere is going to be made. I would think so. Yeah, I would think that's probably true. Why do you think it is? I suppose you know they've made so much money two two hundred twenty five billion dollars or whatever it is, the high number again. But I suppose if you've conquered the Earth like that, you do want to go out in the solar system and start making some money out there too, don't you? I think yeah. I think it's like. The concept of when people feel like their lives are too easy or, I don't know, the next frontier kind of vibe. Because it's why I have no bone in my body. I'm, like, trying to figure out how to keep my closet clean, yeah. you know, and, and and make sure, like, the uh, like what uh, what's dirty, what's clean in Go-Go's room. So it's like, I just feel like these people go, I want to take on something else. They're just going, this is unnecessary. I understand. I do not understand this. How in the hell did the president's motorcade get hit by a car? That's not the one you want, is it? What's the hell? How did that even happen? Okay, so I thought about this a little bit this morning. I read this article. I thought of you, Tom. I feel like, first off, it's very vague. They're not saying it's the car he was in. So I feel like it's kind of weird that more motorcades aren't getting hit. Because if you think of how many vehicles are in the motorcade... And they drive crazy, and they act like they own the roads. I'm actually surprised this article doesn't come up more often. Why don't they block traffic like they used to? I'm sure they do, but if you're if you're living your life and don't know that there's a motorcade coming through, I bet you, like, there's a chance that that could happen more often. And but how how would you allow them to even drive forward knowing the motorcade's coming? Like, it's not like they really block it off well like if you think you're turning on a red but like how would they i mean that'd be more tax money for one human to get from point a to b (laughs) you think they were worried about that no but like i'm kind of glad they are a potential national tragedy was averted sunday night as an unknown sedan crashed into a suv that was guarding president joe biden's motorcade while it was parked outside his presidential campaign headquarters in wilmington 
the president was unharmed. Biden was leaving the building that houses campaign headquarters where he and First Lady uh, Dr. Jill Biden reportedly had dinner with staffers and had stopped to answer questions from reporters when a loud noise started uh, those gathered outside. See, they made it sound like the motorcade was on the road. They yeah. lied about that headline. I know. That's why I was reading it. And I was like, That's well, disgusting. I want to know where this car was parked. Was it in a weird spot? Like all the details. Because right. the motorcades do be in weird places. But uh, why didn't they point out the, the motor? Mo the motorcade wasn't, he wasn't even in a car yet. Yeah, also, can was you this call guy it like, a motor go ahead. I, can you call it a motorcade if it's not in motion? Isn't no. it just a parked car at that point? No, you're absolutely right. That's not a motorcade. That's a car parked. That's what that is. It's like, was this guy like backing out of a spot and just like wasn't looking at his backwards cam and just like nicked maybe. it? And they're like, oh, he crashed into the motorcade. Get on the ground. Get on the ground. Sir, it's a fender bender. I just I'm need your information. Driver. I just need your insurance information. Get on the ground. Yeah. Um, either that or this was like an insane new ad for the next the Grand Theft Auto game that got announced. Like mm, Maybe. So Dan crashed into an SUV that was being used to block off the intersections near the building as the motorcade prepared. So once again, though, even though the motorcade wasn't part of this deal, this was being used to block it. How did you not notice it was blocking the intersection that you weren't supposed to drive into? I don't, How did you not notice that? I mean, obviously, this person wasn't paying attention. I just hope I hope this wasn't an intentional thing. It might have been. But also, that's a pretty brazen thing to, or it's a pretty dumb thing overall to be like, oh, he's, you know, Joe Biden's in the parked vehicle that's in the intersection. Like, it doesn't work like that. The Secret Service did not immediately comment on the incident. So there are still some things they're looking at why this happened. They're like, it was a teenager texting and driving, but we detained them for four years. Yeah, it doesn't really talk much about who was driving the vehicle, does it? No. Yeah, couldn't, this might might be a little suspicious. I couldn't say less. Like, I don't know, Tevin's being kind of quiet. Where were you the other night? <laughs> oh, no, I mean, it's like hmm. the uh, motorcade was, I'm one surprised you like you, Brittany, that this doesn't happen more often, but also it feels like, okay, so somebody accidentally hit a the SUV in a thing, moved, like there's no story here. Like they're no. they're not releasing anything because there's no. If it was a, like a potential terrorist attack, they would th th throw that in our face. Like we just stopped a potential plot type of thing. Where it feels like yeah, some 16 year old just wasn't paying attention and bumped into a car. Or like if they hit like a a traffic cone now, a, a terrorist tries to take on the president. No, bitch. <laughs> Somebody's just really bad at driving. Right. Like, it was a student Same. driver after all, just trying to par <laughs> parallel park. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But the problem is the the SUV was blocking the intersection. Why would you go forward into the intersection if you couldn't get there? Yeah. Well, I would assume that it's one of those situations where the it's the SUV that's way ahead and they speed, quick stop, everybody goes by and they pull out and they keep going. And so it was one of those like perfect timings where maybe they're pulling in as somebody is trying to proceed and you have a little car accident. It's just like a feels like they were trying to make a big deal out of just a normal everyday car accident but the no it's not a normal everyday car accident you don't have suvs sitting sideways going into an, an intersection i mean that's the problem and they weren't even in the, the motorcade yet so yes as you guys pointed out earlier they should have never said car crashes into parked suv guarding biden motorcade there was no motorcade yet they weren't yeah. even in the cars yet this article could have said vehicle hits other vehicle 
That yeah, there car, you go. Car crash I happens understand. at an intersection. Done. But I still don't understand how you drive into an SUV that's sitting sideways uh, blocking the street. How the hell do you not see that? I mean. Texting, maybe. Yeah, yeah. or like looking at a different thing or if there's a bunch of people walking around. God, I, I really mean, hope that people aren't that stupid to not be paying attention when they're driving a vehicle. Oh, well, Tom, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> there are. Think of every, you know, morning drive you've had into the studio and how many yeah. dumb drivers you see. And, yeah, so it's probably what it's happened just, there. I don't know. Pay attention. Can people just pay attention for Christ's sake? Is that possible? No. I mean, that's our, our biggest issue, right, is our, our attention spans seem to be diminishing, diminishing. They do. You're absolutely right. They seem to be diminishing. But, you know, I've noticed another thing, and it's getting worse every year, that let's say, I I don't want to name a street, but let you're, you know, going across the street in Minneapolis or St. Paul, and it's a 35-mile-an-hour zone. Almost everybody is doing 60 or 70 miles an hour. Yeah. What the hell are you doing? I don't know. I mean, for your own safety, you shouldn't be driving 70 miles an hour in a 35-mile-an-hour zone. What the hell are you thinking? Yeah, but my God, Catherine and I were standing on the corner the other day, and cars were just zooming by us. We're waiting across the street. There's no light or anything. It's just a stop, a stop sign going one way, but the cars were just screaming by, doing 60, 70 miles an hour on a side street. Where are you going? You need to drive that fast on a side street. I don't know, but yeah, I think there's just a lot. Things just are, seem to be constantly trending in, in a situation where you go, oh, that could be bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I don't understand why people do the things that they do. I just, I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. It's not a good idea to be doing things like that. Yeah. We need to take a break. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes, ladies and gentlemen. More news right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life, Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. That's 952-Zero-Res. They clean your home with their electrolyzed pH-elevated water that doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at $129, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by $75, too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 952-ZERO-RES, backward or forward, it spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero res carpet. Most folks know that the Grand Old Creamery has been iconic in the Twin Cities as a small batch handcrafted ultra premium ice cream parlor with over 300 flavors and 32 on hand at any given time at their St. Paul Grand Avenue and Minneapolis Cedar Avenue locations. What you might not know about this third generation family owned and operated delicious dessert destination is that the taste of the Grand Old Creamery with 14% butterfat and locally sourced dairy from farms within a 100 mile radius of the metro is in a store near you right now. That's right. Nicely priced pints of the most popular flavors of Grand Old Creamery are patiently waiting and coolly placed in the frozen section of your favorite high-quality grocer. And if you're feeling a little Santa-like, ho, 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 
It's me, Santa. Our eggnog and winter wonderland flavors are available for a limited time for you to stock up on our Grand Avenue location only. The main and Minnesota taste of Grand Old Creamery awaits everyone at Lunds Byerly's, Kowalski's, hy and find your nearest store at grandoldcreamery.com. Then ask for a spoon. Guys, if you want to reignite your intimacy once and for all, listen. Just give Twin Cities Premier Health a call for a discreet and confidential in-office evaluation by their highly trained staff of medical professionals. Acoustic wave therapy sessions are 25 to 30 minute treatments with no pain, no downtime afterward. And right now, Twin Cities Premier Health is offering a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. Receive this $800 value when you use code word TOM at TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. You may know that age-related erectile dysfunction is most commonly caused by a buildup of plaque in the arteries that supply blood to the erectile tissue. Acoustic wave therapy can rescue your relationship and has been clinically proven to break up plaque. Definitely take advantage of this limited-time special offer. Receive a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. This is a savings of $800 when you use code word TOM at TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. Be sure to use promo code TOM so we get credit for sending you. I wouldn't recommend a service like this unless I knew they could help you. TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. I'm so happy to welcome back our longtime friends, Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, to the show. I've known Steve, the owner, for many years, and I completely trust Sabre to keep my house comfortable. Why? Sabre does everything the right way, and they always put the customer first. I love the team at Sabre because their service experts are experienced NATE certified technicians, not salespeople. Their pricing is completely upfront, and they fix only what needs to be fixed, nothing more. Sabre is dedicated to giving customers what they need, when they need it, at the fair price. Keeping your family safe and comfortable without breaking the bank. Give Sabre Heating and Air Conditioning a try. I know they'll take care of you just like they've taken care of me and my family. Whether you need a new Bryant furnace or air conditioner replaced, or just simply need a service call to get you going again, go to SabreHeating.com. That's S-A-B-R-E Heating.com. Sabre and Bryant. Whatever it takes. 